Today's show is brought to you by my new podcast, The Year of Profit. It's a podcast that brings you profit, body, mind, and wallet. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration and tools to help you make your life better. I'll cover such topics as motivation, money management, time management, and other ways to make your life better. Plus, other ways to grow your bank account, get out of debt, and save and build money. I'm going to have guests on this show, everything from business owners to meditation practitioners and everything in between, to come on and tell their stories of how they made their life better. It's a podcast that will help you become happy, wealthy, and fulfilled. Every week you'll be inspired and motivated and informed to make your life better. You'll be able to find your profit wherever you get podcasts from. So wherever you're listening to this show, go in the search, type in Year of Profit by Joe Shortridge. And remember to hit that subscribe button so you can listen every week, never miss an episode. And of course, I have the Facebook page. So go up on Facebook, type in Year of Profit podcast, go to facebook.com and search Year of Profit. I'm going to have live videos on there. I'm going to have inspirations. I'm going to have maybe uh, ways to save money. I may even put links to coupons and stuff like that on there. But for right now, there's a lot of inspirational quotes. But get up on Facebook, look up Year of Profit. Join us there. So let's get on with the show. Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. What's up, everybody? Welcome back this week. Well, we made it back from Britain or London or UK, wherever we were last week. <laughs> by the power Cross of the pond. Yeah, by the power of the internet, we interviewed Mark. It was an awesome show. Yeah, we had a really great show with him. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I mean, you know, I did. Because I was there. You're a goofball. (laughs) What happened this week, Jen? Okay. in the house of horrors? Something very, very, very odd, odd, odd happened. So I have to tell all you guys. All right. Because, you know, I like to share my ghost stories. So um, the other night I was laying in bed and I had fallen asleep and something really loud, like, banged. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was in the house or outside the house, but woke me up and I was sitting there like trying to figure out okay you know how you're in that sleep state and you're like okay did that was that in my dream and I heard it or was it outside and I heard it or was there something in my house and I heard it and it was the weirdest thing I was laying there and all of a sudden I just felt like this giant black mass like standing over me and it was like you know how your whole body gets tingly when somebody's standing too close to you and you can just feel somebody right up on you mm-hmm. and it was like that feeling it was so weird and um I, I don't know I didn't even want to turn over because I didn't want to see it but I could <laughs> kind of see like it was very thick and solid yeah I couldn't see into my other bedroom okay it was weird and then I I um reached for my phone and it went away uh-huh. oh it was so creepy <laughs> super creepy <laughs> super duper and I don't know I just 
every time, every, I don't know if it, this has to do something with my sleep state. Yeah. You know, if these things are just like manifesting during them sleeping or if it's like, I just don't know. It's always involves around like that moment when you just fall asleep and then you either feel like you're falling and you wake up and you're like sitting there with your eyes open like what is going on and then you creeped out because you feel like somebody's in your house but you know it's just yeah I, I don't know. you know maybe you're like just it. right on that verge of being in that state where your mind is open to that mm-hmm. and the black masses are always there you just can't see them yeah and maybe that's just well sometimes we see them right we yeah. saw them one time i saw one in my bedroom looking yeah. over me yeah and that was another so situation weird. where I was laying in bed and I just, for some reason, woke up, looked up and it was there and I didn't get freaked out. I just stared at it for a few minutes and it faded away. And, you know, maybe yours was the same situation where it was just looking at you. Like, it was weird because it was like just a little bit taller than my bed and it almost had a roundish turtle shell shape to it is the only way I can describe mm-hmm. it. And... and you know, it wasn't standing. It was just like hovering. I don't know. It was yeah. it was weird. Y'all y'all are gonna have to come and <laughs> <laughs> figure this out for me. <laughs> Get, do a investigation at your house again. I know or a real or I shouldn't say real one, but a full one where we actually. I think do. we need to bring somebody in with psychic powers. Yeah. Powers. Chip abilities. Coffee could come in and wave his his scarf scarves around at you. Well, we're still in a fight, so <laughs> we have not kissed and made up yet. You will when we see him at Michigan, Michigan Paragon. You guys will he'll say, oh, Jennifer. And just wrap Jennifer. me in a scarf and pull me close. What are you close. doing, Jennifer? <laughs> so chip. Did um, the black mass have a hand? It did not. <laughs> it was just there. Oh, before we do talk about the topic, yeah. I want to mention that on March 12th, next week, if you guys are anywhere around Erie, Pennsylvania, come on out. We're going to be at a convention. We're not going to be vending. We're just going to be going there yeah, and hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's called the High Strangeness of Erie, Pennsylvania. It's like an auditorium, I guess you call it. I do not want to see any brains. You know how <laughs> I feel about seeing live brains. I'm sure there'll be some there. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a really big auditorium. Yeah. Get it? Auditorium? Yeah. Um, words. According to their Facebook thing here, there are going to be original art. There's going to be podcasters, including us. Oddities, which is us also. Which means brains. <laughs> yeah. Jewelry, magic goods, readers, and uh, other kinds t- of vendors. And it's only like five bucks to get in. That's great. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. You guys have to keep. So your, we'll be saving uh, money because prices down for people to get into yeah. these things. The only thing we'll have to pay for is our hotel. Well, and gas because gas is so freaking expensive yeah. right now. Um, also, guys, don't forget the eerie vampire crypt. That's what I was going to say. Please if, go back and listen to our show all about it. It was amazing and spooky. All that's the same one time. of the reasons I want to go to this event. Is we can actually go and see the town and go to the where the ufo landed on the beach yes we can go to the um, vampire crypt and also the witches circle yes you guys don't forget about the witches circle it's in the same cemetery mm-hmm. 
it's so creepy it's all like burnout blacked out yeah we have to take some equipment there it's gonna be amazing so yeah don't forget the lady in white (laughs) yeah really we actually saw a lady in white there's a white dog there's coyotes. The black dogs that the black dogs. stay around the vampire yeah. crypt. It's, it's so, I hate to use a pun, but eerie. Yeah. In Erie, so. So, yeah, this place is in Erie, Pennsylvania. They're going to have the high strangeness of Erie, Pennsylvania auditorium. It's going to be at what's called Basement Transmissions at 145 West 11th Street. And don't forget there's casino too, but I just am throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that where I'll be. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, getting guys. back to gambling and losing everything, including your hands. Betting your hands, right? Betting your hands, yeah. No, this, the hand of glory. I heard the story I'm of the- on the edge the of the hand of glory. Hand of glory. <laughs> but I heard about this and I'm like, yeah. We have to do a show about it. I have no idea what it is, but we still have to do Random a show about topic it because on the it's so paranormal podcast. Strange. So, what the hand of, hand of glory is? It's a dried and pickled hand of a man, often specified as being the left hand, because in Latin, left means sinister. Hand of a person who was hung for murder, and it's said to be the hand that did the deed. Oh. Dirty deeds. <laughs> uh, where did this come from, Joe? <laughs> Down there. I don't oh. know. So it's an old European belief that attributes great power to the hand of glory combined with candles made from fat of a corpse mm. and sometimes the same fat from the person that they got the hand from of that murderer that was hung from the gallows. Okay. So... When the candle's lit and placed in as if, okay, I, let me step back. There's two styles. Okay. So you have the actual one where they take the candle that they make out of the fat and they put it in the hand like it's holding it. Okay. Or sometimes the handle sits straight up and they'll put it in between the fingers so the, the candle mm-hmm. will be lit. And what this does is it supposedly renders everyone in a house unconscious so they don't wake up so if they're going in to rob them yeah so a burglar uses the hand of glory to use as a tool to rob people and it renders them unconscious or there's other things that is said that the hand of glory does it's when lit only the person that made the hand of glory can see the light from it weird okay so it lights up the room only for that person so Let's say somebody in the, the house that they're trying to rob is in the house. It doesn't make any light for them, only for that person. And then the second style is where they actually take the hand, dip it in wax, put hair from the person that died as the the, the actual stem, uh-huh. light each finger on fire as a candle. Okay. And what that does is it same thing. It renders everybody in the house unconscious as in one finger, one person. Okay. Now, it said that if a finger doesn't light, then there's someone awake in the house. And it helps the person that has the hand of glory. <laughs> it helps them know that there's someone awake in the house. 
So if it's doing this, there's one person. Yes. <laughs> I just flipped Joe off. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, there was um, the kind of the history of the term is there was an etymologist, Walter Skeet. Um, he reports that while folklore has attributed mystical powers to the dead man's hands, the specific phrase hand of glory is, in fact, a folklore etymology. I think that's how I'm saying it. And it derives from the French mandagore, which is corruption of the mandagore, which is said to um, be mandrake. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, but he also writes that the identification of the hand of glory with the mandrake is um, cinched by the statement, and it shineth by night altogether like a lamp. So basically, he's just kind of repeating the folklore (laughs) you know that he's already heard now there's a certain way that you could hold this candle and then some guy had sketched it and the candle could only be put out with milk yeah that's really interesting yeah not in water (laughs) okay they said to have you know magical powers Mm -hmm. burn forever without being consumed open any lock it had the ability to open any lock and that's why they they use it for burglaries mm-hmm. so the oh, dead man's fingerprints on <laughs> on the door knob right now where is it now is there, well, there a is, one specific one yeah, or there is, is there multiple ones there were multiple ones they made you know they've been made since mm-hmm. the 1700s okay and there was actually there's an actual hand of glory that's kept in the the whitley museum in north yorkshire england you know we should have checked while we were there last weekend right yeah <laughs> um, it's also kept with a book published in 1823 about the hand of glory oh i'd love to read that i wonder if it, there's a copy of it online there is i looked it up there's a bunch of them the first known recipe for the book there was actually a couple of books but in 16 oh so i guess it is a little older than i thought in 1608 there was a book named the compendium the book of witches mm-hmm. that had a hand of glory recipe in there so, so it was back in 1608. Wow. But this, you know, the Hand of Glory was also used really big time in the witches, like the witch days of the 16 and 1700s in Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the actual term of it. It wasn't like the witch trials that we had here, but they had their own style of witch trials that went on back then. And a lot of the witches were caught with Hands of Glory. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. The first known... I guess public knowledge of it mm-hmm. comes from a book called the Compendium, which is the Book of the Witches back in 1608. But in six, uh, 1706, there was a book that came out, and it's known as the first recipe ever produced for a hand of glory. And that was in what's called the Du Peret Albert. Okay. It's a French book, of course. Let me try the full title here for yeah. you guys Secrets. Merleveux de la Magie Naturelle et Calabasque de Petit Albert. Now, you know, I'm, lear- I'm trying to learn French, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to French, so that was probably really, really bad. I apologize to all our French listeners. So when you go back down to New Orleans, you can... I know. Well, that's where it kind of started, because I like we went down there, and there's so many things in French. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, like... You know, Rue de Chalet. And I'm like, ah, okay, clearly Rue must be in street, okay. right? Or way, I don't know. So I got to figure this out because uh-huh. next time we go back to New Orleans, I want to be able to 
read some of the signs. So in this book, this is the recipe that they say. The recipe to make a hand of glory. Remove the hands from a man hanging from the gallows. Wrap in a funeral pall, pall, which is a funeral shroud. Okay. And pre, um, please it well. I typed in please it well. <laughs> and press it well to release all the blood. In other words, squeeze it real hard so okay. all the blood comes so out. So hold your own hand? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, squeeze your hand. Place in an earthenware jar with copper carbonate, salt pepper, salt, and dried long peppers. A little salt and pepper. Uh-huh. Yo, 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 baby. Pop. And that just mummifies yeah, it. Oh, wrong, wrong salt pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in the jar for two weeks. Remove it and bake it in the sun in the dog days of summer, which is July through September, for the amount of time it takes to become completely dry. Make the candle from the fat of an executed felon, virgin wax, sesame, and horse dung. So that's how yeah, you make the candle. It. Horse dung. Oh, I'm sure it smells so great when you burn it. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if Bath and Body so, Works is going to um, carry you the, should this. Ask them. <laughs> this fall. Yeah, because think about it. You've got it in a jar with all these salts. Yeah, drying agents, and then carbon carbonate, salt, peter, which is smells great. Small and dried long peppers. So you got the long pepper smell, which is a burning smell. Uh, yeah. Horse dung and sesame. Horse dung and sesame. Do you have a candle in horse dung and sesame? <laughs> we so get kicked out of Bath and Body Works. <laughs> I'm looking to make a horse uh, hand of glory. We're looking to make the hand of glory. So we need some like really awesome smelling candles. Okay. There's, read off the next recipe. Okay. All right. I'm going to do this one. Um, okay. So to make your own hand of glory. You have to cut it from the body of a criminal on the giblet, which is basically basically it's like a iron cage Mm -hmm. that they would put criminals in and just hang them up in the side of the road. I saw one when I was in England um, like 20 years ago um, in a torture museum or something. I don't know. That was really gross. Um, Also, you want to add in a pinch of pickled salt. Just a pinch. Just a pinch. The urine of a man, a woman, a dog, a horse, a mare. Then you want to smoke some herbs and some hay for a month and like mix it all together. And you have to hang it on an oak tree for three (laughs) nights running, then lay it at the crossroads, then hung on a door of a church for one night while the maker keeps watch in the porch and quote, and if it be that no fear hath driven you forth from the porch, then the hand be true, one is yours. So basically, if you don't get run off by the priest for hanging a ritual hand on the a door. urine-covered. Yeah. Horse dung-covered. And don't forget a pinch smoked. of salt. <laughs> smoked. <laughs> These things must take like a year to make. <laughs> you just went to Walmart and bought one. Do they sell them at Walmart? Probably not. Probably not. Check the clearance section, people. Now, how to defend yourself from the hand of glory in case you think somebody's going to use it to come in and rob you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Rub down the threshold for other parts of the house by which they may enter with an oil composed of the gall of a black cat. 
The fat of a fat white hen and the blood of a screech owl. This must be mixed during the dog days of summer, July to September. That is your antidote. And that's your anti-glory hand potion. Back of me hand you'll get. So it's basically <laughs> to keep the people from breaking into your house, using the hand of glory to put you all asleep, mm-hmm. steal all your stuff. But they won't because the stench... What from did? the back, black cat fat, white hen, and blood screech from a screech owl rubbed all over your house. Now, what did you have back then that people are stealing? A copper petal or a copper pot? You know, maybe. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> I'm stealing your children. <laughs> That's great. Now, isn't there somewhere in England that they make um, a delicious drink and they put a mummified finger in? The recipe. Oh, I don't know. And it got stolen. Yes. Okay. So there's pub <laughs> in England where there's this mummified finger and they make all these um, drinks over the mummified finger. It's for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. This finger has been um, mixed in the drinks. Well, somebody went in and stole it. Oh. But they got the finger back. Gross. Would you drink a drink that had been made, that somebody stuck a dead mummified finger in? That has been made hundreds and hundreds Hundred, of times? Uh, for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can say that you did it. Gross. It's like eating the worm. Ah, to kill ya. Tequila worm. Tequila worm. Mummified tequila worm. I'd rather gargle hot gasoline. <laughs> Turned into a candle using fat and urine and dog and horse dung. I'd rather dung. walk around with a mouth full of dirty pennies off the street <laughs> than drink that. It's so gross. <laughs> but we do have a recipe, if you'd like to know. Yeah, what's the recipe for the, the okay. Hand of Glory drink? Hand of Glory shots, everybody. All so right. get out your shot, 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 shot. Okay. A fresh, unwaxed, organic orange or tangerine. Now it has to be organic, right? We're in Okay. Because the hand of glory is very organic. All right. Joe, I know you're so big on drinking liquor, right? Yeah. <laughs> I used what? to drink one fifty one straight right out oh, of the bottle. Oh god. Then when we get done, you light the bottle so it makes a little torch go. Surprise <laughs> it didn't light you up. <laughs> When's the last time you took a, t- a, a sip of any alcohol, I don't know. Probably 20 years now. <laughs> okay. So you need a half a shot of each of these. Blackberry liqueur, grapefruit liqueur, violet liqueur, rose petal liqueur, and black currant liqueur. Now, you can mix up something other, some other type of liqueur if you really want it. Okay. So then... Approximately two shots of Aztec fire rum. Yeah. The rum you need to be overproof in order to give it a nice big flame. So yeah. 151, right? 151. It used to burn um, all the time. Uh, Bacardi 151, they said, will. Um, See? I told you. Will do the trick, but they <laughs> pulled it from the shelves. Did they? Yes. Um, you could try Gosling's Black Seal. Now, use five shot glasses, and you'll have to have long matches available. Lay out your five shot glasses. Fill one each with a half of the fruit and flower liqueur. And pour just enough rum over the back of the spoon to float on top. Cut five large pieces of peel from your orange. Light each (laughs) shot on fire. Then briefly 
warming each peel over the flame, squeeze it over the flaming shut. This sounds very complicated. Um, the skin of most citrus fruits, especially oranges and lemons, contain flammable volatile oils. Yeah. So basically you can light oil. You can light an orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, extinguish the flames. If this is an authentic hand of glory, you would need to use a skimmed milk, skim milk to achieve this. But as things stands, you can just blow them out and drink them quickly, one after another. Now, you got to do five shots, Joe. That's the hand of glory. You got to do all five shots. One for each finger, right? And each each shot is a little different. Yep. So it's not recommended if you're harboring any grudges or suffering from a broken heart. As rage and tears can be an unfortunate side effect of those who approach the drink with the wrong spirit. Now, if you're in a dark place, these flames are not destined to illuminate your darkness. When you are unhappy or crossed in love, it is always best to stick to champagne or white rum mixed with pineapple juice. These will lift the mood and bring happy thoughts. Give me some right now. I'm... (laughs) Dying for some champagne or some white rum with pineapple juice. I'm I think so I needed tropical right now. I think I needed some hand of glory shots trying to read my typing here <laughs> at the beginning of the show. Good thing I can edit that out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Please, but if anybody tries these, let us know. Wasn't there a church? That had something hang. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys, this listen up listeners because this we're taking a bumpy ride now this is real this is a true story i'm telling you the truth here hand to god right hand of get it hand, hand of glory to god. to god hand of glory to god <laughs> okay it's called the mummified thief's arm so in the old town square in the heart of prague the winding streets just off the royal way you will find the basilica of saint james now, inside the Basilica of St. James, the greater of Prague, Czechoslovakia, um, hangs the mummified hand of a thief. Now, as you look up towards the right, there is a weathered, blackened human arm hanging off a meat hook. <laughs> and I've uh, seen the pictures. Yeah, there are pictures online. You guys got to go see them because I know you're freaks and you want to <laughs> look at all this cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> It's not the sort of thing you normally find in a church, so its presence is even more disconcerting than you expect. Now, according to legend, a homeless man had taken refuge in the church on a very particular cold and snowy day. So he's going in there and he's freezing, so he thinks he's going to take shelter in this church. But what he comes across is a very bejeweled statue of the Virgin Mary. Now, being homeless, and since the church wasn't, he's like, ugh. You know, they're not using these jewels. He thought it would be a good idea to steal them. So what he did was after everybody had left for the day and the priest had closed up, he hid in the church. Now he waited until it got dark and that the church was all locked up. So under the cover of darkness, he's creeping up towards the statue and he's carefully stretching out his arms and he's reaching with his probably he was probably right-handed um he's reached up the statue of the blessed virgin mary comes to life scares the crap out of this guy he's hysterical it grips his thieving arm to prevent him from stealing anything now he's in there 
until the next morning when the parishioners heard him screaming for his life. So they tried and tried everything that they could. The statue would not release his arm. So the only thing they could do, the only logical solution, was to amputate his arm. So as soon as they did this, the statue relaxed and resumed its normal pose. Now, the arm hangs beside the entrance as a warning to any future would-be thieves. I don't know. That's really, really scary. So what do you think it's about that? It's a true that? thing, too. You can, there's pictures. all I looked up pictures all over the internet from it. and Yeah. Don't try to steal from there's church. There's a severed arm hanging in church in Prague. Those, so <laughs> Those crazy Europeans. Yeah. They're just crazy. Okay, so we, before we let everybody go, I have one more story for you. Picture this, everybody. It's a dark night. Dark, stormy night. Stormy. I wish I had sound effects. <laughs> and everything was shut up, and there became a tap on the door of a lone inn in the middle of a barren moor. Now, I don't know what a barren moor is, but I'm assuming it's probably a little um, swampy town. Okay. So the door opened, and there stood without... A shivering and shaking poor beggar. Now his rags were soaked with rain and his hand was white from the cold. He piteously asked for lodgings and it was cheerfully granted to him. Um, there wasn't a spare bedroom in the house, but they told him that he could lie on the mat in front of the kitchen fire and that he would be welcome. So when this was settled, everybody in the house went to bed except for the cook who from the back kitchen could see into the large room through a pane of glass. Oh, it was a house? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll turn off the bar sound effects then. Oh, okay. I turned on the bar sound effects. I know you don't have your nice. headphones on. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the cook's in the kitchen, and she can see through this glass of the door, and she's watching the beggar. And um, she saw him, and as soon as um, he was left alone, he drew himself up the from the floor and sat at the table. Now from his pocket, he extracted the brown withered human hand and set it up right as a candlestick. So he basically put it on the table and he, he made a little candelabra out of this human hand. He anointed the fingers and then applied a match to each of them. Now they each began to flame. Filled with horror, the cook ra- rushed back up the stairs around the house and woke up the master of the house and then all of the men in the house. And it was in vain because they just were sleeping like charmed little babies, little cherubs with their angel sleep. Um, so she ran downstairs and placed herself back where she could observe this guy. She saw the fingers of the flaming hand glowing and, and you know, flickering, but the thumb did not rem- wouldn't light. So because there was one person awake in the house. So the beggar was busy collecting valuables from around the house into a large sack. And he took everything out of one room and then started going into the next room. Upon this, the woman ran in, seized the light, and tried to extinguish extinguish the flames. But it wasn't easy. She blew at them and they just kept on burning. Um, she poured dregs of beer and jugs over them but the blaze got brighter and as the last resource she got a jug of milk dashed it over the four flames and they all died out at once so uttering a loud cry she rushed through the door of the apartment and the beggar had where he had entered and locked it now the whole ha- family at this time had um, been awoken 
and they got the thief and then they hanged him. <laughs> and that was from Northumberland, England. I heard a sidebar on that, that the other legend of that story, it was a shorter one, but where they came out the next morning and the man's hands were gone. <laughs> Probably. Because that's what I printed yeah, out that story for hand you. Of glory. Yeah, it's exactly. just this hands across America. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, that was bad. Hands of glory across America. <laughs> Good stuff, kids. So, Good stuff. yeah, that was the hand of glory. I I heard it, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, mummified hand. We got to talk about a mummified hand. And it's what we do. Turn it out. It wasn't really ghostly, but it was, it was a legend. A of true a story. True legend. There is actually a hand of glory on display in the museum. At the Whitby Whitby Museum in North North Yorkshire, England. So, next time you go to Northshire, England, Yorkshire, North North, say that three times fast. Wow, North Yorkshire, England. Make sure you go to the museum so you can see the hand of glory. You can say we heard about this on the Two to Two Paranormal podcast, where Joe and Jen, well, Joe mainly babbled trying to get through his story. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a foot of glory. I don't know. Guys, five fingers, five toes. I do know someone that owns a baby finger. <gasps> the baby finger. <laughs> we always got to have the baby finger story. Every, I know. Every time we go to Michigan Paracon and talk to uh, Kimberly famous, Poppy. Famous antique haunted baby finger. <laughs> it has a great home now. So, if, yeah, if you hear it, if you want to see that story. Yeah, definitely check out some of our uh, previous podcasts. Yes, with Kimberly Poppy. There's so many good ones. <laughs> you guys have to go back and listen to them all. Binge listen while yes. you're cleaning the house. So I hope you enjoyed this show. Um, like we always say, please get up on our website. Check out our website. We have all kinds of stuff on there. I updated the books. There's tons of books from people that have been on the show. Yeah, guys. Just click on them and check them out. Go shopping. Yeah. And with that... We want to get the party started by Dead and Five. So we will leave you now. Clap your hands of glory. Clap your hands of glory with Dead and Five. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. Bye-bye.